Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck. To hear the good news through grunts and with grunts, in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 51 Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you alone have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you are justified in your sentence and blameless when you pass judgment. Indeed, I was born guilty, a sinner when my mother conceived me. You desire truth in the inward being, therefore teach me wisdom in my secret heart. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a new and right spirit within me. Genesis chapter 7, verse, verses 6 through 10, and chapter 8, verses 1 through 5. Noah was 600 years old when the flood of waters came on the earth. And Noah, with his sons and his wife and his sons' wives, went into the ark to escape the waters of the flood. Of clean animals and of animals that are not clean, and of birds and of everything that creeps on the ground, two and two, male and female, went into the ark with Noah as God had commanded Noah. And after seven days, the waters of the flood came on the earth. But God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and all the domestic animals that were with him on the ark. And God made a wind blow over the earth, and the waters subsided. The fountains of the deep and the windows of the heavens were closed. The rain from the heavens was restrained, and the waters gradually receded from the earth. At the end of 150 days, the waters had abated. And in the seventh month, On the seventeenth day of the month, the ark came to rest on the mountains of Ararat. The waters continued to abate until the tenth month. In the tenth month, on the tenth day of the month, the tops of the mountains appeared. 2 Peter chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. But false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive opinions. They will even deny the master who bought them, bringing swift destruction on themselves. Even so, many will follow their licentious ways, and because of these teachers, the way of the truth will be maligned. And in their greed, they will exploit you with deceptive words. Their condemnation, pronounced against them long ago, has not been idle, and their destruction is not asleep. For if God did not spare the angels when they sinned, but cast them into hell and committed them to chains, of deepest darkness to be kept until judgment. And if he did not spare the ancient world, even though he saved Noah, a herald of righteousness with seven others, when he brought a flood on the world of the ungodly, and if by turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah to ashes he condemned them to extinction and made them an example of what is coming to the ungodly, and if he rescued Lot, 
a righteous man greatly distressed by the licentiousness of the lawless. For that righteous man, living among them day after day, was tormented by his righteous soul, in his righteous soul by their lawless deeds that he saw and heard. Then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from trial and to keep the unrighteous under punishment until the day of judgment, especially those who indulge their flesh in depraved lust and who despise authority. Bold and willful, they're not afraid to slander the glorious ones. Good morning and welcome to the 14th Friday after Pentecost. This morning's reading from Psalm 51 is followed by a selection from Genesis 7 and 8 and then uh, something from the second letter of Peter. Um, And uh, just to be fair, Peter was known as a pretty blusterous guy. Um, I've said it before, these letters are not necessarily, we don't know for sure that they were written by uh, the people whose names are attached to them, um, but those, but the letter, but the the community that produced them and the community that decided on the canon, the list of books that made it into the Bible, did feel they reflected um, enough of the same character of these people that they included them. And Second Peter and the other letters of Peter are also quite blusterous, and so. Uh, the letter talks about condemnation against uh, the ungodly and uh, the glorification of the godly. And it's this really kind of black and white, either or thing. Um, and this is also written in the, the first century as the Christian movement, uh, which, was, which began as a 12 Jewish men following a Jewish uh, person who claimed to be the Messiah. Um, was beginning to break from uh, mainline Judaism. Uh, And also, as that strife was occurring, the Jewish community as a whole, which included these new Christians, was having uh, kind of a one of many um, kind of flare-ups against Rome. And those who um, felt that, you know, that when you're under pressure things begin to kind of take starker tones. Some things are really important, some things are not. And for this uh, writer, this community, salvation and following the right teachers became incredibly important. And it's not just because, you know, we'll get the best seats in the house if we, you know, if we're friends with this guy, but, you know, your eternal salvation is on the line. Um, and so it's, uh, it becomes all the more important to encourage people um, and to keep in mind these these contrasts. I mean, nuance doesn't sell. Nuance doesn't often persuade. Uh, we're much more persuaded by our emotions, by uh, you know dire circumstances. Um, and writing a, like that in the context like that uh, was far more effective. And the selection from Genesis, it's not just about the flood, but it's about being saved from the flood. And the whole passage from Second Peter is about, look, um, if God saved all these people from the midst of this evil setting, then know that God will do that for you too. Whether that's saving Lot from Sodom and Gomorrah, saving Noah and his family from the flood, 
um, know that God is capable of and planning to save those who are righteous from the midst of the unrighteous. And so this community sees himself either within the context of an oppressive and violent Roman society or in the context of uh, a a faith community that they are beginning and, fi- well, quite frankly, finalizing a split from. Um, the Jews did not believe Jesus was the Christ, was the Messiah, and the Christian Jews did. And they're beginning to get a whole lot more um, uh, uh, Romans and non-Jews into this movement. And uh, the conflicts and the the need for sorting it all out between the sheep and the goats, so to speak, um, is, you know, that gets a lot of traction in these communities. And this letter is preserved likely because of its popularity and because of, because of its efficacy. Um, and within the military, I mean, we have the same kind of instincts. Um, and the, the story of Eddie Gallagher comes out hell. It doesn't even have to be Eddie Gallagher. It could be the, the movie Platoon, um, where it's these two platoon sergeants, um, Willem Dafoe and I can't remember the other guy, you know, one, you know, an angel and the other a devil. Like, there's nothing good about the one guy and there's nothing bad about the other. And this guy, Chris, I think his last name starts with a T. I can't remember, but uh, Charlie Sheen's character is like trying to wrestle between the two. Um, I mentioned Eddie Gallagher because it came out that, I don't know if it's self-referential, it might be, but the uh, the trial was precipitated by this conflict within um, Eddie Gallagher's um, special operations platoon um, between people who uh, were referred to, I don't know if they referred to themselves this way, but referred to as Boy Scouts, and then the others group that referred to them either as warriors or pirates, I can't remember. And the pirates, you know, we have to complete the mission at any cost. The rules and ethics are kind of more like a guideline. And for the Boy Scouts, uh, you know, the rules and the ethics of it made it possible that if you lose those, it didn't matter if you, you know, completed your mission, if you, you know, you killed a village of, you know, non-combatants or something. Um, And so these contrasts play out everywhere, whether that's in the Bible or that's in, um, that's in our own context. And this letter from, uh, that takes the name of Peter, the second letter of Peter, uh, the point is, is directed at the, the Chris figures, you know, the Charlie Sheen, um, or perhaps, you know, some of the people that reported Eddie Gallagher for some of what he was alleged to be doing. Uh, it's an encouragement that, look, what's going on right now may be horrible and may cost a lot of people a lot of things, including possibly their lives, but know that God will save you, that God is capable of plucking you out of the fire, um, that, um, that it isn't hopeless and that, um, there's reason to believe that, um, God sees and sees all of this and will act. And so it's this encouragement, this kind of timeless encouragement um, for people who find themselves in the minority, um, but who want to believe and perhaps truly are um, faithful and um, righteous. I mean, whether or not they are, that's unknown. But if you think that you're doing the right thing and you're in the minority, God has God's eye on you. And that 
um, God is capable of and perhaps even planning to pluck you out of that um, uh, pluck you out of that uh, environment uh, to make sure that you prosper um, and the the <clears throat> the last line of of Peter um, is this weird kind of backhanded compliment um, you know he refers to the glorious ones these people who are in the minority who, who want uh, to do the, the right thing uh, he says of the the non-glorious ones bold and willful they are not afraid to slander the glorious ones um, and so know that if if you feel um, as though the world is against you and you're trying to do the right thing um, that God's glory will and likely is shining upon you right now um, and there's uh, every chance that God will pluck you out um, that maybe you don't you shouldn't count on it but it is possible and God is watching and God um, does have uh, a stake in your salvation and the um, the survival of, of glorious ones like perhaps like yourself Prayer for those who suffer for the sake of conscience in the Book of Common Prayer. O God, our Father, whose Son forgave his enemies while he was suffering shame and death, strengthen those who suffer for the sake of conscience. When they are accused, save them from speaking and hate. When they are rejected, save them from bitterness. When they are imprisoned, save them from despair. And to us, your servants, give grace to respect their witness and to discern the truth, that our society may be cleansed and strengthened. This we ask for the sake of Jesus Christ, our merciful and righteous judge. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where PPUHQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation slash support. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a weekday lectionary reading yourself and sending it to me to be included in an episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts will be provided to you directly, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in first formation in this or any way. Finally, and most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with the recording app of your choice. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously, if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in morning prayers for Pew Pew people. I hope you'll continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia. <laughs>